Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 524. Linz is with me, I as am. always. And Tony's with me. And we are the Drunk on Comics duo. Yes. Pretty much we are getting into some reviews. Uh, quite a few different storylines that we talked about yep. today. From Tony. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Tony heavy episode coming up, guys. Oh. Uh, I mean, we did have some news, but uh, it's definitely some review heavy, but it was just fun to be back recording and just talking. Took a little bit of a break. That's why I think it's like when we take a month off and then we need to talk about news, it's like, well, what do we talk about that isn't like dead already? (laughs) There was lots of things that happened, but that's old news. Yep. We just got the new news. The new news. (laughs) But with that, you'll have to grab a cold one and listen to this podcast to find out. So with that, enjoy Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 524, Rub Your Nose on the Microphone. (laughs) Oh, man. So I've uh, heard the phrase, uh, or not the phrase, just a quote of, every hand you've shaken in life has, has touched, at one point touched, touched a, penis. a penis. Yeah. Yeah. If it's a dude's hands, especially, for sure. That hand has definitely yeah. held a cock in it. Even if it's a little boy, because you have to handle yourself in order to pee efficiently, I think, right? Yep. Um, not all women's hands have held a dick in them. That is true. There are gold star lesbians out there who have never seen or touched or been near a dick. And there are a lot of virgins out there as well. I love this how we start our, our New Year <laughs> podcast. Uh, cock in hand. And, cock uh, in hand. Ready to bang the new year. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm another year Come older. Come here, 2024. <laughs> You're another year older. Yes. Into yep. your, you're now your. I don't want to talk about it. In your 40s. No. As opposed to being 40. That's just what I'll say. I'm in my 40s yes. now. Yeah, that's the whole a, point. You don't need perfect to. Number. You don't need to specify. So I do love, as we talked about beforehand, uh, my family stuff that we did over the holidays and gingerbread houses and snap. But I, I just opened a, a envelope in the mail from my aunt and uncle and family sent me a nice birthday card and in it they included a five dollars off jet's pizza coupon (laughs) (laughs) so i got that going for me oh that's so funny that's the sort of shit that i love it's simple it got a laugh out of me it didn't cost them anything that's i brought you champagne and cookies i know and that is quite a bomb ass birthday but because I'm a good friend, I only gave you half the cookie because it was giant and you have diabetes. <laughs> yes. Well, that's why. Also, I'm like I'm saving a little bit because I'm like, yeah, I can't have that it's much. A, right. It's a lot of sugar. Really good. I, I housed it very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do want before we get into uh, talking about some reviews, which we got. I have a lot of things I just want to briefly talk about because I've read a lot. Yeah, I'm the opposite. I have a not a lot. That's all right. I'll make up for it. Cool. But. So New Year's night, went out with some friends and uh, had a good time. New Year's Eve? Yes, New Year's Eve, yeah. That's what I meant. And when I got to this party, there were these three gentlemen in the kitchen that were just talking about Malort. 
Okay. So I kind of jumped in and just kind of said some, yeah, when I had it, this and that. Not letting them know that I brought Malort to the party. And these were younger kids in their mid-20s, and so they've only had it like once or twice. And this one guy said he'd never had it. Fast forward after midnight and everything, and I go, hey, guys, it was great talking to you throughout the night. Do you want to do a shot? And we did a shot. <laughs> and they were like... One of the guys was pissed. The guy that had never had it before was just like, God, that is gross, but he's glad he finally did it. And then one of the guys thought it was the most hilarious thing ever. He goes, wait, you had that when we were talking about it before and you didn't mention it? Then I go, no, because then I wouldn't be able to get you to drink it. (laughs) And he goes, that is diabolic and perfect. So then someone else wanted to try it as well. Gross. Anybody who wants to try it just doesn't fucking know. I know, and that's the thing is I have to do it. Well, I just poured it for him. Normally, I, if I offer it someone, I will do the shot with them. That's just my personal punishment right. for doing it. Right, because you're <clears throat> make, you know. Yeah. You know what you're giving somebody. But he, but he goes, well, aren't you going to do it with me? And I'm like, oh, motherfucker. So I did. Blech. That was like the first time I've done Malort in a while that I just really was not what? Yeah. What? I felt forced on me. <laughs> I feel yeah, oh, gross. Um, you know what I was doing about that time on New Year's Eve? I'm guessing sleep. Oh, God, you're so fucking right. I looked at Josh at like 11, and I'm like, Happy New Year! <laughs> <laughs> we watched um, We watched The Princess Bride, and then I went to bed. Speaking of watching over, so I will say Christmas break a lot just because being teaching lately, I have had last week off and this week off, which is a weird feeling because it's a feeling that I haven't felt since being in school, really. Right. And some people that may take the week off between Christmas and New Year's, you know, kind of get that feeling back. A little bit. They're getting paid for it. As a student (laughs) and as a teacher, though, it is a just the world off your shoulders for two weeks that you don't have to do shit. Yeah. Besides me having to relearn some things, but it's just been a nice break. And so I've been able to read a lot of comics, but I finally was able to watch Barbie. Oh. I had not watched it because I kept saying I'm going to go watch it and then would forget about it. Yeah. But now that it's finally streaming. Who did you watch it with? Just myself. <gasps> I would have come over and watched it with you. It is so. You should have let me know. I'll let you know. It's such a good movie. Next time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'd love to rewatch it. It was, yeah, it was just so good. And I had kept things spoiled free from me, thank God, for most of it. But even what I thought it was going to be, it was even better. Yeah. I, it was just so good. Yeah. The people who, like, listen, I get it. It's not for everybody. No movie is for everybody. And that's fine. If you just didn't like the movie, that's cool. If you're, like, one of those people who, like, hated it because they thought it was, like, militant feminist, like, you weren't watching, you didn't watch the movie. And I just want them to, not uh, Hasbro or anything, but just Hollywood in general, make more movies where it's a weird world like that. You don't need to explain it all in science or make it a real living thing. Like the Lego movie, just do the movie. Yeah. Have a quick one line of this is what it is. Oh, there's a magical dreamland of Barbie and she came to the U.S. Okay, I'm with it. I'm in the movie. Don't need more explanation right. than that. Yeah, I agree. It, it was a relief. For me, watching it was just a really, I'm not trying to dissect what's all going on by the stupid you know lingo I mean? or whatever. It just, yeah. Yeah. 
Feel the story. It's good. It's a good movie. It's a great movie. My favorite movie of 2023, for sure. That and... All right, so I did say we were going to get into... I have a lot of comic books, but then I do want to bring up Everywhere... All at, everything everywhere all at once that also was really good that i also just oh you seen. only just watched that yeah. just now this year i did not go to the movie theater a lot yeah but that's been out for like almost a year at this point i know and it just wasn't streaming for free on one <laughs> any of my streaming things until recently oh that movie is so fucking good yeah yeah yeah, yeah for sure i mean there's a reason why it won a ton of oscars and then i watched this movie mr nobody jared leto oh yeah I almost turned it off a couple times because of Jared Leto. The story is fucking good. Like, the script and everything mm. kept me coming back, and then it made me want to turn it off every time he would act. But then there was some general parts after the initial what the fuck's going on that I just started getting immersed in the movie. I, I It hates me to say that, again, good script. He just is... Sometimes the actors can ruin things yeah he um he's a tryhard like he thinks he's better than he actually is this also it's though irritating. was a, i mean because he's not a bad actor he just like, thinks he's better than he is yeah if that makes sense you know what i mean like there's a, a lot of shit like if he, he wasn't did. such an ass right yeah he's got an, a bit of an ego that's noticeable mm-hmm. i mean all actors have egos <laughs> you have to to be an actor but um we watched over the christmas break we watched the holdovers which was a film with paul giamatti about kids in like the 60s or 70s maybe who went to this private boys school and these were the kids that got that stayed oh, over okay. christmas break when everybody else went home and the one teacher that had to stay to like chaperone them <laughs> which was paul giamatti it was a really good movie super good all right I'm sure I'm going to bring up other shit, too, like uh, Marvel, What If, and all that when we get into news. Oh, fuck. Yeah, okay. Well, let's get into some reviews. Sure. I'm going to go, listen, I'm going to go first. All right. Because I have, like, not a lot. And <laughs> the I, I've been keeping up on the stuff that I've been reading, so, it, like, I don't really, I, ha- I haven't found anything new to read. And I don't know if that's just because I haven't been looking hard enough, or I don't know if that's because fucking Comixology decided to get rid of their app and switch over to Kindle, and I can't fucking figure it out. (laughs) They made it so much harder to get fucking comic books now. So I feel like a bit behind on things just because I'm getting old and I don't understand technology anymore. Um, But I did read, I've been keeping up on Fish Flies, which is the... um, Jeff Lemire book and Phantom Road, which is another Jeff Lemire book. <laughs> <laughs> and Phantom Road is like weird. It is getting weird. And like, I don't know if you read Trillium when yes. it came out forever ago. And it's nothing like Trillium, except that when I read Trillium, I spent the entire time reading that series going, what the fuck is happening? And that is what I am doing when I am reading this book. Is what the fuck is happening? Um, I also read issue two of um, Gods, the Marvels, and I think there's maybe three out now yeah. at this point, but I haven't read the third one yet. I forced myself to read the second one. Did you not like it? Well, it's because it's so long. Okay. Like, yeah, they are a bit longer than a normal. Right. Comic so book. when I when I start it, I'm always like, Ugh. <laughs> but then it's fine. It goes fine. It was and it was good, um, but. Just just to bring it all back around to, like, my original biggest fandom, um, 
Quick Stops, Volume 2, which is the Kevin Smith comic book series that he's writing about, like, the Viewisk universe. Um, the first issue of that came out. And it is the story of the origin of movies. The okay. fast food yep. that you saw pop up in Dogma and has been consistent throughout the movies after that. Um know if kevin smith is going through something but this book was really perverted <laughs> before you get anything i just want to so new year's night uh I was talking to a new friend and anthony came and sat down next to me and i introduced him as my heterosexual life mate. <laughs> and then the girl goes wait you're gay and i go no heterosexual goes, oh okay it's from jane and bob <laughs> oh, so great um so it's 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 basically the conceit of this is like this girl who is running a podcast where it that is about movies and has millions of listeners and I'm like what the fuck are we doing wrong? <laughs> She's talking about and then I remembered Lindsay this is a fictional thing. Yeah. Um <laughs> she goes to talk to the woman who created movies. The character that movies was based off because it according to this it was like a children's book series okay that got co-opted and turned into this franchise fast food franchise okay and this woman she was a school teacher for like a catholic church but also like a huge pervert when it came to like her personal life so it really digs into that kind of <laughs> and kevin smith is always known to be dirty like he's he's never played things clean but there were times where i was reading this where i was like oh no kevin are you going through something so is it, this is I, i'm trying to picture because if you read a like a blunt man and chronic book it's the superhero universe how it's yeah. written so this is a more there's not like a movie like weird caricature thing no like it's this is this is let's act like this it's a real like world. If if yeah. the mo- if the world in the movies, so gotcha. clerks, yeah. small rats, dogma, blah blah blah. This blah, fits blah. in that universe. Yeah, if that if this if that were a real thing, these mm-hmm. stories exist within that. Okay. So it's a it's a fictional real but real world yeah. because a lot of it is based on his life. So like the kid, there's a kid in this that gets bullied because he's a kindergartner and the the other kids make fun of him because he has he has moobs. Oh okay. And that's where the name oh, movies comes from. I, guess I, I never <laughs> thought of that. And the kid's name in it is KP, which is Kevin's initials. And so clearly, like, even if you look at the drawing, like, it's supposed to be like a tiny little Kevin Smith um, talking about his moves. But uh, it, I I enjoyed it. But it, it was also it like it, it was pushing the limits of like what I would expect from him on the like the sex side of things. So I don't know if that was intentional or if he just kind of was like, I'm just going to go with it. Who the fuck cares? <laughs> I'm in my fifties now. I don't care. I'm rich. I don't care what anybody says. Um, cause, because it was almost to the point where it seemed unnecessary. Like I thought he could make the point about the dichotomy between this fabulous school teacher who made this little fat boy feel better by creating this character that talked about bullying and what you should do when you're being bullied and things like that. And the other part of her life where she's like, just like love sex and threesomes and watching porn. Like, I feel like you can make that without getting like super like crazy. 
And I don't want to make it sound like it was like graphic because it wasn't. It was just further than I would have expected him to take. Gotcha. Um, but again, you know, I fucking love Kevin Smith. I'll read whatever he's doing. <laughs> so, and I think this was part one. So part two still yet to come. But yeah, good stuff. That's all I got. All right. So now on to you with your your plethora of reviews. Well, I will make my th- thoughts on God's brief so I don't spoil issue number three. We're going to do a, a but, champagne uh, refill real quick. Pour the bubblies. Yeah. I don't know if that comes across ASMR. On oh, the- I know, right? <laughs> uh, God's three came out uh, last week, and again, I'm thinking it's hitting out of the ballpark. Uh, sorry if you, again, it's longer. Right. It is. It is a long tail. But in this issue, at least, we finally get to see one of the main players. That sounds like I know. I'm so like sorry. This through the earphones. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Go pee now. Pee break. Pause it. Pee break. But we get the name of one of the gods that is the main player within this, and unfortunately, like most things, you get that at the end, and then you're kind of left with more questions. Is this from three? Is yeah, this... okay. from number three. So I won't name the the god and everything, but what I liked is that. They were setting up, uh, as they're saying, the not smaller gods, but there's the greater gods and like some lesser, lesser gods. gods. Yeah. And like all things, when you come in and retcon the lore that has been established, I sometimes dislike that because I feel like there's a lot of writers that feel like they can just do that within their runs that I think needs to be a bigger scope um, in the book that they're doing. And I... Take uh, the Venom and Null thing, for instance, mm. which turned into it its own big thing in and of itself. But to, you know, the Marvel, I don't know, multiverse of beings that they've been out there. Null was never mentioned before. How they introduced him was good and interesting. So you can kind of say he's been there, dormant, whatever. But then you have some other ones come in and then just be like, oh, yeah, this was a guy that was locked up, but now he's here. And then gets beaten at the end, and then why'd you why'd you retcon the multiverse like lore of right, what has that. come first? Yeah, yeah. And that's happened quite a few times throughout the years. Different writers think I want to do this epic thing. Uh, sometimes I feel like they should have like kind of a committee to say maybe maybe, maybe not. not. Yeah, maybe not that. But again, with what Hickman's doing, it. It feels like it has been something that has been going on behind the scenes. We've never been privy to this. And it is nice that there is Doctor Strange in this book to give us a connection to the Marvel Universe. But really, this could be written outside of that, make mentions of things. And these gods and these players could have been meeting at this bar or this library or these things and interacting throughout all these events that have happened. Thanos coming, Annihilation Waves, this and that. So it, I don't know, this just feels a bit more like it's real like it's just i don't know always been right and i don't know if that's just testament because i love jonathan hickman so much or if it's just the writing just feels like they've made it secret but not well i think i mean you love jonathan hickman because he usually delivers and i think one of the things that he's really good at doing even in his non-marvel stuff so like he did that whole god's god's god is god's not dead yeah um series he knows how to He knows how to world 
build, which yes. sounds like something that you would think all writers know how to do, but not all of them do because you could be left. There's, there's an art to starting a story with a bunch of new characters that make you feel like you already know who those characters are as opposed to being thrown in with new characters where you're like, I have no idea what the fuck's going on. And the first scenario I will read the second scenario, I will not keep reading. Cause if I can't, if I can't even just have the feeling that I know what's going on, even if I don't, if I can't just have the feeling of, I know what's going on, then I just don't want to keep or that I'm going to find out what's okay. You know what I mean? Like I may like, if you trust and you feel like eventually somebody's going to tell you what's happening, you'll keep reading. But if you feel chaotic in your storytelling, mm-hmm. that's not. For well, me. I also think too a, a big thing is, and, and as you said, as delivers, will this? I feel this will be a lasting effect on the Marvel universe after it's done. Where some of these other things have not. Right. Again, Null being one of the good ones, or that's had a lasting effect. And I'm over the symbiotes, but still, sure. I can hate that part of it and still say, okay, you created a really interesting character and all that said and done and have it be part of the universe, even he's gone now. But this, I think, whatever comes out of it will be around for at least a couple years. Right. Mentioned in other books, at least, or something that this does has results. With that being said, I also feel. The reason why I love this is because it, it reminds me a bit of, and it's been alluded to as well, that this will be kind of like Sandman mm. and the Endless. Because that series I truly love. Right. And kind of cross-reviewing with uh, Nightmare Country that just came out. I think it was number six. Morpheus has just learned that the Corinthian is on the run, which is a nightmare. And his power, what you come to find out, which is something that I've always known within He's the cosmos. He's the guy in the show with the mouths for eyes. Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. You've seen the show. Yes. So you yep. would know who that is. Yep. So he's out, but he's he's honestly not murdering people. He's trying to find his imposter. But again, he's a nightmare out in the world. And through some dialogue within the book, you understand the power that Morpheus has and doesn't have. Because he's always seen as one of the most strongest gods in the universe, or sometimes pretty weak when he comes to Earth and like what he does, and that because it comes to rules. Stories have rules; mm-hmm. they have narratives, and if you break those narratives, you break the stories. He is the god of dreams. He is unlimited in the dream world, which is where most of his power comes from. But every time he comes to the real world, where dreams shouldn't be. He's, he's got to follow the rules. Why like is he Freddy there? Freddy Krueger. Yeah, but he's not murdering people. His, <laughs> Freddy Krueger is probably one of his nightmares that got unleashed, and he came and tried Freddy to save Kruger his kids. Is super powerful in your dreams. And so, Dream is as powerful as he wants to be, but also as not, because if he oversteps his bounds, that means his siblings also could as well. Right. So he kind of sets them in check. By following the rules, which creates the narrative of this universe and kind of circular logic of how it works. But that was kind of just a cool written reveal in the last Sandman, which I feel kind of gods is getting in that because they as they introduce this God at the end, that's feeling like, okay, 
you have right. these other gods that you're going to mention throughout this series that have been there. They're not going to be the anything that we've probably thought of. So Law, uh, law and Order, you know, Odin, any other god that I can think of that I'm drawing blanks on. Eternity. Yeah, yeah all those. Yeah. It, they're not. They're going to be name players, but they're not going to be these players that have been playing at the right. fringe. See, now I'm intrigued. Good job, because now I'm intrigued because it's like, what haven't they thought of yet? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, because it feels like they've thought of everything. Yeah. So what is it now that they have created that they haven't thought of yet? Yeah. I So I, I'm very intrigued because this is where, if it does go more Sandman endless niche, I think that it will give a very interesting mythology that can be put anywhere within the Marvel universe and have been there the whole time. So right on. And then they're just going to show their faces probably more often, but then let's get to some Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Okay. Binged a lot of that. Yes. Okay. So the normal series, which is great. Uh, there's a more recent last Ronin, uh, thinks last Ronin, the last day or something. Haven't gotten into that one yet, so that's the only series that I'm getting caught up on. But I went back and got the issues of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers versus Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mm. Series 1 and 2. Is this a reread for you, or you hadn't read those I before? hadn't read those. I had some of them collected, but I didn't... Whoa. I just didn't... I was reading so many other books, and those being... Okay, when I'm reading these series, I want to be up to date on one of mainly. And this was kind of like it's a side story. The What happens from it is not going to affect sure. the main line. So even though the original one came out, I think, three years ago and the other one came out last year, I can get to them eventually. Right. They're just two of your most favorite things. Yeah. It's surprising why you haven't read it and yet. And what I loved about the first one is the when the turtles get the power morphers and turn into power, power ranger, ranger turtles. turtles oh my gosh that means they get the they get the little suits and then even <gasps> was in... one of them the pink ranger what it was one of them the pink ranger yeah april oh well that she's a human that is not fucking fun well you need to have four and then you had casey being the green ranger yeah so you have the five and then the green ranger and then that was cool within the first one the second series, then, Shredder is, because of where they were at, and this is also kind of funny, too, because I had to remember, they do kind of follow what was going on in the main series, because at that time, Shredder is then a good guy. Okay-ish. Like I mean, He's got, like, a Magneto vibe going on, yeah? yeah? Yeah. He wants the best for his clan now, but blah, blah, blah. So he gets the, the green dragon powers, which, and we'll get into toys in a sec, because it's a badass toy, but then... The turtles still have can morph, but the Power Rangers take mutagen and they, because that's the turtles thing, and right. they turn into their dino animal ish uh, type turtle oh, level weird. size. It was, I don't know. I, I was wondering what the weird. big twist would be for yeah. this. I liked it, it was cool. Um, talk about the toys. Hold on, though, what? because I'm really stuck on the turtles becoming Power Rangers. <laughs> and I, I really, like, I feel like I need to know in my soul 
Like, did the color of the ranger they became correspond with the colors of their masks? No. What the fuck? Why not? <laughs> I know there's not an orange ranger, but come on. It just kind of went with. So, like, the... Ralph, Ralph, Raphael wasn't the red ranger? No. Ugh. Ugh. Why? Uh, that was Leo because of his. Uh, yeah, because right. Raph would then have been the no, because I think Michelangelo. Be, oh, now I'm gonna have to go back and see okay. which ones turn into which. It's just, it's. I feel disappointed. <laughs> oh yeah, because well, yeah, because Donatello turned into uh, Billy the Blue Ranger. I think because of his his turned into a bow type thing, which is kind of Donatello's. So it's kind of more of, I think, the... Based on the weaponry. Weapons. Okay. But I also think Michelangelo turned in the yellow one, which Trini has size, which I don't know. Right, because that's... But the toys are great for that. Okay. The toys. Which I'm departing a little bit just because I had just seen something that... And you mentioned as well, the Ninja Turtle with the monsters and everything. There have been some great Ninja Turtles toys that have come out over the years lately. And normally I'd save my toy review things for the end of the podcast, but I just recently heard of this uh, uh, what do you, Masters of the Universe trans- or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles crossover. And I'm not excited for these. They look, they look in the vein of He-Man type figurines, but they, I, I don't like, I don't know. I like the posability of some of the newer turtle toys that have come out, but more recently, like these just feel like the big, I don't know, bulky, muscular, not great action figures. They look like they were drawn by Rob Liefeld. Honestly, that is what it like looks like. Like he did the character design for all of these action figures. So I don't know. I just had to mention those toys. I was looking up the the TMNT Power Power Rangers. Rangers. Yeah. They usually came in a duo as well. Yeah, this one's um, Mikey and April. They don't have masks on their faces. They don't have the Power Rangers masks. Look up the Shredder one, though, and Green Ranger. Or the Shredder. Yeah, Shredder Green Ranger. That one I just think is cool enough that I might want to get... Switching on to another crossover, Ninja Turtles versus Street Fighter, which was eh. And then Ninja Turtles, Stranger Things. Uh, that one was also interesting. Ninja Turtles, Stranger Things? Yeah. So the kids were taking a trip to New York. New York. And there's uh, Baxter Stockman was messing with some portals. Ah. And then they thought Dimension X was involved, and oh, that's right, I forgot about. But it's Dimension not Dimension. X. It's not Dimension X that they go to, but at least the turtles kind of had some whereabouts of some weird stuff going on. Yeah, and so they met the kids when the kids got well lost from their teacher, and it was a five part mini series. Yeah. That one also wasn't as good. Power Rangers was great. Main I feel like great. I feel like the vibe of Stranger Things just doesn't go with the vibe of. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there has been times where TMNT has gotten dark. Like, I will never forget the fucking in the country house with the fuck with 
was it Raphael in the fucking tub oh, yeah. dying and like how sad I was. <laughs> like I will never forget that. But also mostly it's fun. <laughs> so lots of Ninja Turtles that have been read. Uh, X-Men. Mm. I have last week's that I still need to read. So Is this but... them wrapping up the Hickman verse of it all or? Yes. But I, I mean, it's still kind of ongoing. I feel, even though I just think today, which I haven't gotten new comics, a new one of the next iteration is coming out. I don't know. I don't know where it's all going, but I'm just enjoying the ride. I've stopped trying to predict. Yeah, I'm just having fun it's reading probably them. Probably for the best. Uh, we then have uh, what else did I read? Oh, so the last couple things I want to mention: Century. Number one. Century or century? Century. So like century. The century. Okay. The S- crazy ass yeah. fucking person from Marvel. Marvel. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, Bob Reynolds, uh, blonde guy who the backstory of him and everything has, he, he is the most powerful single being right. Marvel has. And that's what I like is just having this unstable dude that sometimes shows oh, yeah. up. He has like schizophrenia or something yeah. right yeah and then he also has the void which is this other bad side of him or whatever so century number one and this kind of getting into this was a i don't know i went into this with not wanting to read this only because of hearing kind of some of the things of what they were doing with the new thunderbolts show and has nothing to do with uh race or anything but uh what has been portrayed Stephen Ewan is going to be Century on Thunderbolts the movie that they're making for okay. Marvel. Okay. All right. So we're going to get an Asian blonde Century. Guy? What? Is said an Asian blonde guy? Yeah. <laughs> Except for we're not now. He just uh said that today he is no longer part of it. Oh, so Uh-oh. But I read this book before that. And so I'm like, what is this going to be? It's just going to be some new kid getting powers and whatever. And that is not what this book is. So, again, I went in kind of with some low expectations of we're just going to get a new century. And it brings up a point of some people can take a mantle, and I feel that is okay. There Mm -hmm. could be some other different people. But century, I feel, just needs to be this unhinged person. Sure. Because if not, I don't don't know. I don't want to. If not, they're just Superman. Yeah. Yeah. So this starts off with some buildings exploding, a couple different worlds. Uh, we have uh, Misty Knight and uh, oh, uh, Jessica um, married to Luke uh, Jones. Yeah, Jessica Jones. Blank on her name. Cage, Jessica Cage. Yeah, Jessica Cage. Because <laughs> right now Luke is mayor of New York. Uh, oh wow, good for Luke. And that's been going on. Oh, that's with these two new entries, too, that I'm going to talk about. Uh, needing a little bit of backstory for me personally of some of the street-level stuff because I haven't read mm-hmm. some of it in a while and knowing that. Anyways, they're going around and they're finding out that these people are getting the century power. So these things blowing up are people getting the power. Wow. They're not blowing up, but they're manifesting in a way that was destructive mm-hmm. to wherever they're at when it manifests. And one of the stories that it follows is this uh, mutant boy. And this is what I really loved about this story that pulled me in. He's a mutant, which we know right now are getting hunted all around and people hate them. But his mutant powers is really having a weird, like, 
nose and like gigantic feet. Okay. He doesn't have any base. He'd be, he'd be a Morlock. He, he looks kind of, yeah, he looks like, but nothing of thing. But when you're following this kid's story and he's like an Uber driver or delivering food and doesn't get tips because he's a mutie and all that. And you see kind of that hate. He has some friends though. That kind of look at him as like, he's not one of those mutants. He doesn't, whatever. Yeah, so they're he playing, just looks fucked up. Yeah. So they're playing yeah. basketball. Somehow he gets sentry powers and blows up. And what I loved most about this was then his friends start, oh, he is one of those bad-powered mutants. So they mm. turned on him, which was sad as fuck. But also, I don't know what's going on in this comic book now because everyone's getting sentry powers. Right. Who are we following? What's going on? Until towards the end, we get this uh, one of the people that they mentioned but hadn't shown yet who's going around and he pretty much destroys this mutant, rips off his arm. They're using their sentry powers to Super Goku, you know, Dragon Ball Z type fighting and everything. But he ultimately takes his power. And the dude, Ryan Topper, uh, is trying to be the new sentry. And this guy Mm. seems unhinged. Now I'm kind of like, all right, Right. we got our... We got our new crazy person. Yeah. Yeah. So if this is how it's going to go... But again... Doesn't seem to show a Stephen uh, Ewan type, and I hope I'm pronouncing his last name. That's how you pronounce his last Steven name. Stephen Ewan. Yeah, yeah. Ewan. Like, uh, not Avatar, but like that comic book side of it. Because right. there's always that synergy. So that's what I think was going to happen within the comic books, knowing Thunderbolts is right. going to be made into something. Is it? Do you think they're going to keep going with it now that Stephen Ewan's dropped it? He's just one person that was going to be the century they got bucky still they got uh, all these yes. other people that they've yeah. well they signed on I was oh just my god i watched would... i watched... I was just hoping you would say yes they're gonna cancel it no <laughs> i watched the newest uh indiana jones don't watch it so oh terrible. i am uh, we started watching it and i turned it off I, was... I watched a three and a half hour youtube video of one of the youtube guys that i like because he talks about toys but also loves indiana jones three and a half hours of him dissecting all the movies, but really taking apart that movie yeah. and how, yeah, they fucked up on that one. Anyways, uh, Harrison Ford has already been signed on for the Red Hulk, so what? they're doing. They're going Harrison that way. Ford. Yeah, they're gonna do a lot of CGI. Have him Red Hulk, but, but again, but wait a minute. They this already... is I pissed off about it because they already have the guy who played uh, what's his fuck. They're recasting he... him because they want star power because they're dumb. I fucking hate Marvel sometimes, yes. Nobody knew who Chris Hemsworth was before he was Thor. People kind of knew who Chris Evans was before he was Captain America. Who the fuck is the guy that plays Bucky? I don't remember what else he was in before that. <laughs> like, why are we doing that? Who cares? This is the problem. This is the problem, Marvel. You don't need this. You don't need this. You don't need to do this. Give me some fucking... Do, do what Quentin Tarantino does. Take this... Hardened, fucking spectacular actor from the 70s who used to rock it in all of these grindhouse movies and is like chiseled and like weary and like put him in a Marvel movie because he will act the fuck out of that role. And Harrison Ford will mumble his way through the Red Hulk. (laughs) So speaking of Thunderbolts, Thunderbolts number one also came out. Okay. And I read that going into it with. Is it going to be, again, one of those synergies of they're setting up this new team that they're going to be having uh, within the TV movie show? Wait, I keep saying it. it used to be going to be a TV show 
They've turned it into a movie now, as of last heard. I think at the end of this, okay, I went through it being like, I'm not liking this. Fuck this. Oh, wait, I'm kind of like this. No, no. Now I'm like, I, I actually loved it. Okay. And the reason why I went through those different things all comes down to when first it follows Bucky around. So you're like, he's kind of kind of started. Okay. This person I know. But he meets Val. And Val, who I had thought was going as uh, Elaine. Oh, what's her name? Uh, Julie Louise Dreyfus. Julie Louis Dreyfus. Yeah. Madam. Uh... Isn't, yeah, she's Val, though, isn't she? Yeah. Whatever. What's she the... She's starting the Thunderbolts team Ma- within Mask? the movies. Madam Mask? Yeah. Yeah. So, regardless, that's who he meets. Yeah. And, but she goes on, I'm Contessa, Valentina, Allegro de Fontaine. Oh, that's definitely Juliet Louis Dreyfus's yeah. character. Yeah. Val. And then there's another thing, Ox, which is OXE, which is an organization that she's doing. So, I'm just like, I don't like that Val Killa, uh character. And the reason why is because I feel like what they're setting up is just another Amanda Waller. And I'm saying that mainly because you had other great... I liked it when it was a military person in charge of the Thunderbolts. I liked it when it's the actual government that is fucking up, sending these people to do these things. Not some person that has her own vendettas and things i want it to be strictly this is what they should do but then they fuck things up so i'm already getting those vibes however halfway through this though i've come to find out this val within this is a life model decoy and has a gun in her face and i'm kind of like okay you're not the same as the mcu i'll give you a different you know shot and it was this scene literally where i'm like okay i I'm going to read it with some fresh eyes of just who these characters are. Sharon Carter, who then has kind of like a face mask that looks kind of like the Taskmaster from the movies, Mm -hmm. which was not great either. So that's what at first I thought was going to be until you find out that is Sharon Carter. And then you get, uh, they're going after the Red Skull in this. And it's where you see the shield coming through the ceiling that you're like, is it going to be Captain America? Nope. It is the Red Guardian, which is Alexi. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So this is rounding out this team of Thunderbolts as they go to get the Red Skull. Uh, There is some aftermath stuff of what goes on, but ultimately, yeah, Bucky shoots the shit out of them. In fact, this book actually has the blank uh, black, like, covering the swear words in it, Mm. but it's written in a way that does feel more mature Mm -hmm. people dying which normally doesn't always happen on the scenes you know right so again i started to be like i kind of like where they're going with this and there was a great line after bucky kills uh red skull where sharon carter just goes let me be the first to say and it's fuck fascists and fuck that guy but obviously the fuck's blinked out. Right, right. But I'm just like, yeah, that feels about right. Uh, I'm definitely going to continue reading this because, again, I had my whole mythos kind of tainted from some of the stuff I don't like that's going on in the MCU. But this seems like it's going to be great. Okay. Last thing, briefly. The Energon universe. Oh, 
So Transformers. Void, yes. Okay. Starts off with Void Rivals. I have not read the G.I. Joes. G.I. Joe's never been my favoritist of all things. It's military. But when it crosses with Transformers, which it's going to be within this universe, so I'm assuming I probably will pick up a couple random things to be in the know. Void Rivals is a great original thing set in this universe that doesn't really deal with the Transformers, but mentions it with their brief cameos and stuff going on there. But then Transformers issues 1, 2, and 3 have come out. And they're also more mature, I should say. Like, people getting curb stomped by Transformers or kicked and killed. That's crazy. Yeah. So, this universe, they're on the Ark, or Teletran 1. They all wake up after being in hibernation or whatever, and no Megatron around, but there's Starscream and some of the other Seekers and Soundwave and Optimus and a couple other Autobots wake up, and they're on Earth. And so far, uh, get my Transformers mixed up. Starscream is <laughs> trying to revive some of the other ones, so they're taking oil and uh, Earth's energy, turning into Energon and, and doing things. Well... He sends one of his seekers out to uh, take care of uh, some humans, and these humans being some of the main characters, like uh, Spike Witwicky, 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 and his dad um, Sparky, and they're all kind of military people that are straight up. It doesn't matter if you're a giant fucking robot. They are. Who killed. did the art for this? Um, that, it looks like Seth Demus did the art for this. Wouldn't that be amazing? That would be great. It's very Seth Demusy. <laughs> uh, it is Daniel Warren Johnson. Daniel Warren Johnson. And uh, the art I didn't mind so much. Like it, it is a little more cartoony than some of the. Uh, or he... they just at uh, IDW. Boom. No, they weren't at Boom. Uh, where's fucking Turtles at now? I'm trying to... Fr- yeah, it was Boom. Yeah, they were at Boom and then they went to IDW. And now... Or, yeah, and now they're at Image. Or right. whatever this... Do you think that it's important for it to look a little more cartoony when then there's curb stomping happening with the Transformers? <laughs> I mean, yeah. It helps a little bit, right? It helps a little bit. Yeah, it doesn't need to be too realistic. Kind of Calvin and Hobbesy. Ultimately, though, in this one, and I just want to show you this one page, and it's going to wrap up my uh, quick review on this, is I just, I like, Optimus Prime accidentally kills a deer. He steps on it when he first emerges, and then that pain comes back, like, in some panels, he thinks about it, like, poor creature, and just, this Optimus Prime just feels just like the one that I've always known. This world feels like the Transformers world. That I've seen before, but it is different. And so it, I wasn't thinking I was going to be as hyped about this new series, yeah. especially after the last one that just ended. Well, ended more than a year and a half ago. But this has been great, and I'm loving it. But Optimus Prime got his hand, hand shot at him, so he pulls it off to take it and turn it into a fucking club to beat oh my God. this shit out of some Decepticons. And... I don't know. I just love the panels. It was just like, damn, that's some ruthless yeah. Optimus Prime-ness. I think having having that style of art, I think, is 
does help if that if that is what is happening because it really it oh because you're so used to the transformers being like i don't know kind of an all ages sort of gig mm-hmm. uh so when you're curb stomping people and ripping arms off and beating other robots to death with them i mean i don't think this is for just adults like teens could read this it's not sure bad. sure 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 but it does take the sting off of it a little bit well, no, I'm just saying, like, With the maturity, style. though, yes, it does in the, in the sense of the visualization, but I, I feel like this isn't, I'm trying to make it seem more adult than it is, like, definitely not a childhood, like, right. younger kid when under you 10. When curb stomping, I think of American history X. Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, and I should say, they weren't, they didn't literally do you a curb stomp. Put your teeth on the curb. But they... <laughs> I mean, they kill plenty of people. Yeah, and a deer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, so I think that's all Oof. that I got to talk about. It's a lot. Uh, yeah, also, Ultimate Universe started. Um, I guess I'll know more of that uh, the more I read about it. But sure. so far, that has started out pretty dang good. Mm-hmm. And a bunch of some of my other independent ones that I have a... Uh, one or two to read and i guess i need to leave some reviews for next week if we're gonna keep going on this weird wild adventure you know leave some stuff for the future hey i mean we already started this year we might as well finish out the year (laughs) at least until june when the website comes up for payment again (laughs) (laughs) that will be our deciding time uh but until then um Let's quick get into some news. All right. Aquaman 2. Oh, fuck that movie. <laughs> it was looking like it was going to be terrible, but the power of Jason Momoa has somehow given it some legs. Now, not huge legs, but just in the sense of it's not rock bottom. Right. Did it come out? Yeah, came out. Oh. Uh, Right before Christmas, I think. (laughs) I had no idea. So it is uh, already overtaking the Marvels at the domestic box office. Yeah. And the Marvels came out a month ago. I so I started watching the Marvels, and um, we haven't gotten through it yet. And it's not to say anything about the movie itself. It's just we didn't finish watching it. Um. It's not good. I can I flat think, out say it. And it's not because of the actors. I think the actors did great. Yes. There's a, there's too, there's too much and going the, on. And the script, I felt, took... It doesn't make sense. They went to this world where it was sing-songy, and at first I thought it was dumb. Then I thought it was kind of cute. Learned that it came from a page of the comic books, then I can be like, I can appreciate it more. But then I realized, but it made no so fucking sense. So why did you include it in this? Because this isn't a comic book. Right. And we didn't get to spend enough time in this world, except for the scene of them singing, to understand that, to fit it in this picture. Right. One of the many problems with that movie. like. Yeah. Oh. Um, but I also don't care to see Aquaman 2. No, 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 no. I'll watch that when it comes out somewhere for me to watch that's not a movie theater. But it's also already made uh, more money than The Flash. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Of course. All, uh, Jason Momoa's fucking hot. Listen, Ezra Miller, not hot. Even before everybody <laughs> knew he was a fucking creeper and a psycho, like, 
Not my bag. I mean, there's probably people out there who think Ezra Miller's hot. It's just not me. Um, <laughs> Jason Momoa. You even you have to admit that he's hot. I bought him a beer once. He's fucking hot. Yeah, he's he's, he's a hot. nice bloke. He's hot. Hot. hot I just hot. can't think that that's hot. Oh, well, sadly it is though. Hot. It Listen, proves that you under- star power. Well, also like you know how popular Fifty Shades of Grey is, right? Women are horny. And nobody ever wants to lean into that for some reason. And, like, women will pay to go see Jason Momoa, like, without his fucking shirt on. (laughs) All the time. 100%. And the husbands will be willing to go because it's a comic book movie. That's true. (laughs) I was thinking, though, that that would be... It it was looking when it first opened to be worse yeah. than the flash did they cut mira out completely? no no she's still I, in from it? what i heard is it's him with a kid that's a tackle or he has to team up with his brother who he fought within the first one for some other ancient trident and it sound i that's about as much as i looked into yeah. it and i could be way off in what the plot actually is but it seems like yeah. why right also, it's a dead universe anyways. It's true. That I'll watch it true. when it's sun streaming, and we'll review it there we go. next year, probably. Yep. 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 But the domestic box office this year has made over $9 billion. Gross. That movie? No, no. Just saying, Hollywood in general oh. has made this past year and that much. They're, well, we didn't yeah. make any money. But that's because they spent eight billion dollars to make the movies. But <laughs> well, <laughs> they didn't really even have to pay that much, though. No, I know, I know, I know, I know. I know. I'm just more or less bringing that up because exactly what you just said. Yeah. Fuck them. Right. Pay people. Right. Pay them more. I'm really excited for the re re the resurgence of indie movies because that's what's going to happen is nobody wants is going to want to make these giant fucking movies anymore. Thank you. And they're going to want to put out these beautiful, well-made, well-acted indie movies. And I will go to the theater to see that. I want to go see what's that new Emma Stone movie that just came out, Poor Things or mm-hmm. something like that. Yep, it's like I heard the, about it's, that. It's like the gender swap Frankenstein sort of tale. I really want to see that. She looks cr- like crazy weird in that movie and i was so excited to see her be like full weird here's the thing and and i agree with you so many movies however there's i wish some of the scripts for so many movies had some more of that hollywood money to polish it better than maybe but there are some of my favorite movies were on a string budget Mm -hmm. so yeah so well Transitioning from DC, but kind of relevant. So The Rock is getting back into wrestling. It sounds like. Oh, at least Hollywood fails you. You might as well. uh, As of this week, on day one at WWE, he showed up and made a challenge to the current uh, head of the table, Roman Reigns. And this has been talked about forever. Of would there be a WrestleMania match between them? Thought last year would be he wasn't allowed or released to wrestle because of Hollywood contracts, whatever. But obviously he's not doing any more black Adam stuff. And just like with John Cena, who has come back and he came back into wrestling when Hollywood actors were on strike. Cause then he could get some work wrestling. 
he's going to be leaving soon because I think he's got some acting contracts, which he is my favorite. Like, he's got good comedic timing. He if does. If you've seen his stuff, like, I, I can't lie and say he's not a good actor because I think he is a decently good actor. Right. And The Rock... I love The Rock. The Rock. But he's fit. He, I think he could act, but he's pigeonholed himself into yes. the same thing. Yes. Because when he first came on the scene acting, uh, when he was trying to move himself away from being called The Rock and was calling himself Dwayne Johnson, he did some great movies and he played some great roles and he stretched himself. And then eventually he just fell into the, I'm The Rock. Here's my action movie. Yeah. <laughs> sort of scenario and john cena so far has he you know he's done that a little bit but he also doesn't take himself too seriously which i think is important now we're going to talk about wrestlers as actors my all-time top of the list is rowdy rowdy nope they live he's he's pretty up there too um batista oh yeah true batista fucking that man can act. And when you watched him wrestle, there is just no fucking way I ever in a million years would have thought that that man would have the emotional intelligence it took. Did to... you ever watch the new M. Night movie? Yeah. Yeah. Because I know I talked about it. I don't know if you had seen it. Yeah. When I talked about it, but yeah. yeah. He's, he's been... He did, he did a movie with Jodie Foster called Hotel Artemis where he was like the... Um, the nurse basically of this hospital that was ran for yeah i've heard of that is it good it was good okay. yeah um it's just he's he's just he's this giant of a man who looks like he could rip your face off and probably can and he's like the most sensitive guy and he leans into it i also like that he just is a genuine just nice yeah like he can play the bad guy on tv and whatever but in person, he is. Right. I saw him uh, on a Mr. Beast video mm. where Mr. Beast was having all these dogs get adopted, but there was a th- dog missing a leg. And one of the days when Dave Batista came on to, like, hey, people, you know, you're getting a dog, meet me. He had said if no one adopts this dog that he would. Right. Like, if it doesn't get adopted by the end of the next day, he would come and adopt it. And I'm like... Dude, you don't need to do that, but your Hollywood star, you could have. Luckily, you know, it got some, per- yeah, it got adopted. But the people got to FaceTime because he was like, Dave Batista was going to take this dog. You sure you're going to take it? And that was kind of a cool thing for the person. But, yeah. 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 Just general, awesome person. Yeah. So I found this interesting. Uh, Gail Simone just uh, reported that. Mortal Kombat could have joined the proper DC universe in the comic book world. Wait, Gail Simone? Yeah. <laughs> it's talking about Mortal Kombat and DC? So a weird uh, sentence you just said. <laughs> so back, uh, this would have been a couple years ago, they were um, coming up with some new, uh, Warner Brothers looking up for new properties that they could introduced within the comic book world to bring them into the fold. Mm-hmm. And already there was the Mortal Kombat DC games and right. everything. Yeah. Uh, and so Gail Simone had pitched an actual, like when they're just trying to hear ideas, a full on story of having the characters integrated within Gail Simone. Yeah. That's what really kind of was like, 
I want this now. I would, it would have been interesting. Listen, if it was going to be written by Gail Simone, then 100% I'm well, on board with this. Well, she pitched it, so that's what it was. She's mentioned. <laughs> Could you imagine, like, uh, introducing the Mortal Kombat storyline into the DC universe written by Gail Simone mm. it, it, it would be a fucking tale for the ages. <laughs> well, she, and what she said was that it's already got, like, a mythology in of itself. Yeah. So, again, this could have been one of its own things that you then pull some DC, like, the tournament's always been going on, just some people didn't know about it. Yeah. Um, And everything, I'm like, I could have been there for that. That would have written by Gail Simone. I just want to see. You sold me that just in that. That <laughs> I just I honestly though I do feel though with well no the characters I guess wouldn't be too overpowered. I mean, not if it was. I just want to see. It, I just I just want to see a scorpion like going through and like fighting Red Hood or something. Get over here. Yeah, Jason Todd and him. It would be it would be pretty interesting. I would love to see like. Because she's, she's Gail, Gail is great with character development, but she's always been really heavy in, like, female character development. Yeah. So it would it would be really interesting to see how she leans into, she would have lent, leaned into that with that storyline. Uh, because she's also really good about humanizing men in a way. Yeah. That doesn't weaken them, but also makes them more emotionally yeah. intelligent. So I would have loved to see that. And now I'm mad. <laughs> I know. That's a what if that I wish could have happened. Yeah. Speaking of what if. Uh, I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> the minute that came out of your mouth, I'm like, oh, we're doing what if next. <laughs> Did you watch it? No, I didn't. I forgot that it came out. So I also had forgotten. I ended up binge watching them all. They came out one day a night uh, over the Christmas yeah. uh, time. And they were really good. Were I they? I thoroughly enjoyed it. I feel like even more than the first one, there is uh Kahori, who is a character that I was trying to see, like, oh, it's a different universe. Who is this supposed to be? And then I came to find out, oh, it's introduced in this What If series. It's an original character. And I like that character because of the story behind it and everything. So that's just one episode. We got to finally see Marvel 1602, which was also kind of oh, a fun, fun one. Okay. Uh, kind of spoiler, uh, Strange Supreme comes back. Um and just the last ending, it was just a really good because there's compartmentalized stories that kind of do have a throw through line, right? Because there was this whole thing with the Watcher in the last one, right? Yeah, yeah. So I just think that series in of itself has been great. Okay. The the just the what ifs this year felt a little more bold. I felt like the first year were a little more safe. There were some of the same characters, and even though. Again, they introduced a new one, which was just great. I felt like they sprinkled a little bit more than the normal Avengers that were going to just... This person was mm-hmm. Steve Rogers this year and right. Steve Rogers in this universe or whatever. Okay. All right. It, I don't know. Really good. I'm looking forward to more of that, hopefully. I'll have to give it a go. We're going to have uh, some interesting shows this year. Echo. Oh, yeah. I watched the preview for that one. Marvel Zombies. they killed marvel zombies for me with the 800 different series they did in the comic book form the one that they're doing right now uh i haven't read the third issue yet really loving it uh yes they have overdone it Mm -hmm. and i will agree with you that the first series was fucking great yeah i want it's the red it's red white or 
black, white, and red. So obviously those are the only colors that are going to be in it. Too many stories have used that, but I've really enjoyed it for this because they're, this is more of an anthology series, it feels like. So it's not we've visiting the first world where the, the infestation is happening, but there are some heroes resisting, but it's going to take that story. So like within the first issue, and I think I reviewed it then, the Peter Parker one, because he's red, so that's why he was in that, was just mm. devastating. Mm -hmm. The Daredevil one was also great. So taking, read these ones. You'll love them. It's okay. a, they're good stories that involve superheroes and zombies. Think of it outside of the overall scope of what they were going with all those. Okay. And this is a refreshing cup of tea with the Marvel zombies. I don't know what the series will be about coming up. Yeah. But. I sometimes wish they would just do things and then let them be. You know what I yeah. mean? Because, like, I own the entire original run of Marvel Zombies. Can't we just let that be worth some money? <laughs> Why do we have to keep <laughs> yeah. <me> doing it? <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so, okay. So, Echo, Marvel Zombies. Uh, I forget what else was supposed to... Uh, well, Blade was supposed to come out. Ugh, I know. They revisited... or I saw this posted, like, two years ago of their vision board of all these things coming out and blade should have been out last year yeah they've trimmed that back a lot i don't even i honestly i don't even remember where everything fits nowadays of what's coming out i'll have to relook at that i watched scott pilgrim's precious little i don't have life. i want to watch that. It's the only reason why i want to watch netflix i don't have netflix right now uh we watched it and it was better than we thought it was going to be because Josh and I, the hubs, uh, both love Scott Pilgrim, the original comic book series and the movie. And, um, this is like, a kind of like a, what if sort of version of Scott Pilgrim. So it's not based on the comic book or the movie or the movie. However, it starts and, like, the first episode, you're running through it, and you're like, this is exactly the fucking movie and the comic book. And then you get to the end of that episode, and you're like, oh, no, this is not okay at all. And um, it was really good. And the way they took it and the things that they change, sometimes you'll, like, they'll... T X-Men, for example, right? The Dark Phoenix Saga. They fucking tried to do that in a movie twice. Three times, if you count the end of Apo uh, Age of Apocalypse, where they then entirely told that character, this isn't your origin anymore. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, like, like they changed it in a way that, like, like, didn't make sense and fucking pissed everybody off. Well, pissed Lindsay off. And the way they changed this story felt like the original enough where you were like, oh, I can buy into this because even though the story is completely different and even though they didn't say this is like an alternate scenario of what could have happened, like we were still watching it like this is this is great. Okay. So definitely recommend watching that. If you like Scott Pilgrim at all, in any form, I would say definitely check it out. And having the people who did the 
people from the movie do the voices of the characters was was just a great fun little thing that they did. If you've been living under a rock, I then you wouldn't am. know. Oh, yeah, but you would know this. So Jonathan Majors has been found guilty. Oh, yes. For those people that have not, he's would a bad know boy. Yeah. Uh, and he has been officially dropped by Marvel now. Yep. A lot of people speculated it probably was Marvel was waiting because there's probably some things. And you know what? In this instance, I can't fault Marvel for not having dropped him until the verdict because of maybe legalese. I don't put that on them. But now that it's he's been dropped, what do we do? New Kang, replace. We don't need to go into that yet, but I have ideas. and I'm sure you have some ideas, too. I My idea for Marvel is that they should stop. <laughs> and that isn't a great idea. Um, something that's uh, near and dear to me, uh, only because my uncle was in it, is Coyote versus Acme, which has been shelved by Warner oh, Brothers. Oh, I saw something about this the other day. I had no idea, like, it was a thing. Yeah, they shot it two years ago. It's been, it was supposed to come out, I think, last year or something. But, yeah, they're, for their whatever tax write-off shit that they get, they it's a they finished product. It. However, because of so many people making a fuss about this one, that it might actually see the light of day, we don't know. So is this like a, like a Space Jam-esque sort of movie? Yeah, where so it's John Cena is supposed to be the, the human main character and it's taking place in like albuquerque and it's gonna be wiley coyote suing the acme corporation yes yes and so there's gonna be products and things and oh so amazing yes and my uncle uh one of his first acting gigs he's been on a couple things surprisingly and i just love it because he's a semi-retired person that is being able to live out his dreams. Oh, good for him. He keeps, I know, but he keeps sending us scripts to our family chat, and we're just like, Kevin, those are terrible. But um, he was, he's in this, and one of the things that he couldn't tell us some things, but we, being smart family members, were able to figure out what the movie was when he was on sets and stuff. He got to, he got brought, walking in as a extra. Most people can do it. You get paid ninety, a hundred bucks a day, get yeah. fed, and whatever. And he's fine with that. That's what he can do. But he got, like, put up to, like, other scenes, like, not background and stuff. Oh. He's gotten to do that. Did he, he have speaking roles? Is he a... That's the thing sag- he's found. <laughs> he got promoted on a different set for a different thing to a speaking role. But he fucked up so bad because he realized even he'd, he'd rather not be that person. But he impressed them on another thing. And then when he kind of garbles his lines, they go, okay, yep, you're not going to be speaking yeah. anymore. But in this, he's he said that he was in a bunch of scenes with some main characters, and then he got his face, uh, like, dots on his face and stuff, which were like, what that means is they're going to cartoon, something's going to happen to right. your head. Whether it's Tweety Birds, I just imagine Tweety Birds going around or something. So I hope that would mean that he'd be seen in a scene within the movie. Right. That would be cool. So yeah. we, my family really wants this movie to come of out. Course. Just, of course. And again, course. it's just so dumb because, again, there's actors that are like, yeah, I was in a fucking movie. Why, why did these people care? Us, we're McKay's. We're, we're all about <laughs> that. Um, so hopefully that that's the newest news on it is that it, it might come out. There's more oh, stills so. coming out, and there's a lot of 
fanfare behind it. Because, again, a lot of people love Wile E. Coyote, too. Like, yeah. I don't want the basketball. I want to see more Looney Tunes shit. Right. And act, this just seems like a perfect Right. Not Space ballpark. Jam 2 or 3 yeah. or 4 or 5. Give us this instead. Yes. Um, last two things to close out. Uh, Todd McFarlane <laughs> said... He's got outside investors waiting to uh, pay him for the Spawn movie if Hollywood doesn't uh, jump on it within yeah. the next year. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I've, I've kind of given up on the Spawn movie. I was hyped five years ago sure. when we were hearing. And again, I still think the first Spawn movie is a decent flick for its yeah. time, for 90s, for the budget ahead then. I'd love to see what we could do now. But this just, I don't know... Either Todd's dragging his feet on some, like, payments and residuals or something, or why hasn't this made it itself yet? Kevin Smith was connected to uh, writing for a TV show that was based on the... Detectives? Detectives from the Spawn universe, and that never went anywhere either, but that's a surprise. I mean, Kevin Smith's been attached to a lot of shit that never comes to fruition. But Spawn is a very lore-heavy... They could do a lot of things and make a its own franchise and i would be okay with at least three spawn movies if yeah. they did it right spawn's hard it's a i think it's a hard because it has such a, a huge fandom but like it is a very specific fandom and it's so dark like but i feel that's what we need the snyder kids really would love it yeah that's true it's just it's hard I think it's hard to sell to like a a product like a huge Hollywood production company because of that reason, though. You know what I mean? Like they're kind of out of the business of like the dark. Yeah, that's movies. true. Someone though, I feel like make it happen. I want. Oh my see gosh, it. somebody! If he has outside investors, then he should just fucking do it. That's why I feel like him saying that is like bullshit because right. it's like you keep kicking the can to someone just else. Do it. Yeah. Um. I don't know how to segue into this. Other other than a giant pause. (laughs) And, well, uh, so I was reading an article, and I guess physical media is starting to be removed from Best Buy. Best Buy being one of the last places to buy DVDs and Blu-rays. That's crazy, because I feel like physical media is making, like, a comeback, actually. That's what I thought so, too. And that's weird that one of the busiest, biggest... Uh, places for that stuff yeah are gonna get rid of it like i don't see it totally going away but maybe they're just like at a physical location people are buying these online yeah Yeah, that's true they probably are buying it online um and i would say that like in terms of physical media it's especially for movies it's really come down to like the people who still really want vhs because vhs like trading and swaps and stuff have become like a huge thing and also, the people who are buying DVDs still are buying the movies that you can't get at Best Buy. They're going and getting them off of these websites that are specializing in putting out these movies, like Criterion, like, um, oh my god, there's just there's so many different little production companies that are putting out like these horror movies or these these uh, cowboy movies or whatever from like the 40s and stuff like that. And that's where people are buying. So I. I guess I get why Best Buy is getting out of it. DVDs in stores are generally lost leaders, right? The margin on them is very small. 
they get stolen pretty easily. So it makes sense to me that a place like Best Buy. That being said, don't stop buying DVDs, everybody. Please keep buying them. Just go online and get them from the production companies that have bought the rights to the movies and are putting them out because they love movies. (laughs) Well, speaking of things pretty small, a federal judge is uh, reinstituting the Nirvana Baby lawsuit cover art lawsuit. Oh, I heard something about this. Is is it that the kid is suing for the Well, re- he did that last year and it got kicked out because they're like, you got paid and it is art but now some federal judge is like nope, we think that this constitutes uh, pornography or something. I, or it's because of the parents got paid the 200 and he didn't and whatever. Uh, I think it's art. I understand the that is not... You know, it's a naked baby. Sure. But we've all seen them, and it's not made in a way that is... Sexualized. I mean, it is lewd in what it is, but again, it's It's grunge, it's rock. It's It's not... I don't think it's lewd. I mean, it is shocking. Or shocking, yeah, I guess. Because most people would not expect to see a naked boy baby penis on the (laughs) album cover. Um, But it's not sexualized in the intent. Are there people out there who fucking sexualized it? Probably, because there are disgusting people everywhere. Um, Especially men. (laughs) So, it'll be interesting. I will look into more of this now that it's being revived. I'm interested in where it goes, because I do not think this is something that our law system should deal with when clearly it was not like this guy is just trying to make some money sure and i mean it is it is kind of fucked up to think that when you like your tiny baby penis is out there for the whole world to see for forever like that does you know you know what i mean like it is kind of crazy but also it, it brings up a very important kind of discussion around like the nudity of children and what is art and what is okay and what is pornography? Because it's, it's. I mean, there's been naked paintings of children since the beginning yeah. of time. Uh, all cherub angels. Right. That. And how do you, which, I'm not going to bring this up. I had a whole thing with cherubs the other day. I, the, this hole that I fell down that I realized that cherubs aren't actually babies in the Bible. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, <laughs> um. There, there was this photographer from Australia, oh God, maybe 10 years ago at this point, who was taking photographs of like girls and other children naked, but like their parents were on board and it wasn't meant to be sexual because he was doing this with people of all ages. He wasn't just focusing on yeah. children, but like it became this big thing because they were underage and it was naked pictures of them and they were real people and there are definitely men out there that are masturbating to these pictures of naked 14 year old girls. And it's disgusting. But like, what, how are you supposed to reconcile the idea of art with the idea that there are disgusting people out there? Like, how do you, it's just, it's going to be a discussion. I think probably until the end of time. Uh, continuing on with babies, Muppet babies. (laughs) A weird, that's a weird one. It's a weird segue. (laughs) Well, I only bring this up just because I find the the information of this interesting, and it is something I've curiously been wondering: where the fuck is Muppet Babies streaming? Because it's not, and you can't find it. And I've tried to find—I mean, you can find clips here and there, yeah. but like, oh, you would think a, a series like that would be. Well, 
you then realize during that time, Muppet Babies has a lot of media from other things in it. And not just like allusions to media. It is straight up clips from movies and shows and songs. And the reason why, and that's the reason why they can't stream. But the reason why is because of Jim Henson. No other person could just walk to someone and say, hey, I have this show. Can we do a gentleman's agreement? And they say, sure, as long as you don't do anything different with right. the stuff, right? you can just use it. Those, unfortunately, those agreements don't hold up anymore. Ugh. Which sucks because I feel like it should be in perpetuity. Yes. Yes. Of the thing that was made to allow it. The agreement should stand. That's how all music rights and everything should be. But especially Muppet Babies because there's some Muppet Babies that I would love. I mean, I feel like these nephews are a little bit older. but Do you remember? Muppet Babies will make our dreams come true. Muppet Babies. We'll do a thing or two when the world looks kind of weird and you wish that you weren't there. Just close your eyes and make believe and we can be anywhere. Muppet, 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 baby, babies. I can't believe I just did that, that whole thing. That was amazing. I loved it. I... I could not recall it. I'm so happy you did that. Oh, that's <laughs> that's not going to be great to re-listen to. Oh, but oh, I just I, I love it. I I just find this is just amazing of Jim Henson. Like I wish more Jim Henson thing was out in the world. Yeah, more Muppet stuff. More. I agree. Make more Muppets movies of just other things. Like I don't need it to. Yeah, more stuff. Uh, last thing, which singing kind of isn't involved in this. Uh, Jeremy Renner a okay. year ago. Yep. Gotten Almost a, a snowblower accident. Yeah. Yes. And in a year, he has recovered, holy shit, more than I think any person could have. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. So much so that he's announced that he's going to return to the set of his new show. What's well, in its third season now or whatever? Uh, Kingtown or something? Mayor Kingtown or something? Sure. Uh, on Prime. Regardless of that, he released a new single. Oh. And... It's off the album uh, called Love and Titanium because it's something that he's full of love and titanium now. Sure. And yeah. The song's called Wait. I'm just going to end on this. I love Jeremy, Jeremy Renner as the actor. He's great as an actor. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard him play the piano and sing before. And I, I like, he was, he's, it, he's, he's I'll say this. Good. He's got some skills. It, it, it sounded. I mean, I'll just flat out on our podcast play a little bit. It's a bit unique of a voice. But, like, I, I just don't know. that That's my cup of tea it's, to listen it's to. It's like he's... It's not bad. It's like it's he's great. 25 years too late. Because that is definitely like end of the '90s, Matchbox Twenty. And this is just only the first song ever. I didn't even know that he was releasing songs. Which, yeah, great on him too, having more outlets. I just the voice was just a little bit different. Yeah, yeah. yeah, (laughs) But that's out there as well. Good for you, Jeremy Renner. Live your dream. Be happy that you're on this earth and do whatever the fuck. I mean, honestly, yeah. Like, fuck it, man. He. Got a He's second a good chance, guy. and he is a good guy. 
if he wants to put out a terrible album, then <laughs> yeah. fucking do it. I mean, we put out that this is, podcast. That is true. <laughs> he is too late because every popular person did one of these albums yes. back in the 90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, we missed that boat. <laughs> well, Linz, thank you for joining me. Of course. It was, it's been, we took like a whole month off. Yeah. The month of December is a rough month. Not so much rough. It was just a lot of family stuff. I, I for once, had a lot of stuff going on, weirdly. So. I know. I saw some of your picture adventures, which also looks like not only are you baking still, which we've commented on before, yes. but you are having some fun out and about in the yes. city. Yes. My my husband has taken up a interest in photography, which sounds sexier than it is. And uh, <laughs> I have to say, I really love that picture thing that he made. That made of like a picture of a picture, like he oh, took the picture. Yes. So okay, everyone who listens to this podcast, go to Instagram and follow Josh from GR. So at Josh from GR, um, he, he loves doing like street style photography. But what he's been doing is he he shoots on film. So he develops the film himself, and then he bought a light box, and then so you put the film on the light box, and then you take a photo of the film. And then you get like those cool film edges with it and mm-hmm. stuff like that. It's just a, like, it just what a really fucking unique. 90s feeling yeah. it has to it. <laughs> so if you're like older, like Tony and I, <laughs> and, and are nostalgic for the feeling of the 90s and are watching teenagers run around in like the styles from the 90s and you're like, fuck you, you don't know, um, then follow him on Instagram. <laughs> All right, and with that, uh, stay thirsty for what this year has uh, in store for us. Probably lots, probably not. We'll find out. (laughs) 